This is The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, San Jose's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Editor Nick Preciado. San Jose has a new representative in District 10 after the city council voted to appoint Arjun Batra as council member last month. Batra beat out five other contenders for the seat, left vacant by Mayor Matt Mahan when he won his race in November. The city council chose to fill that vacancy, as well as one in District 8, by appointment instead of special election, which some, including the mayor, supported. The 11-member council now has six new faces following last year's elections and last month's appointments. Councilmember Batra has worked in management and technical roles for decades at IBM and Intel. He served on various city committees on a pro bono basis, including those that oversee tax measure spending and smart city initiatives. Batra has been in the seat for a couple weeks now. He's here with me today to talk about getting started in office. Welcome to the show, Councilmember. Uh, thank you very much. I'm pleased to be with you, to be able to answer any questions about my appointment and about my background and my future plans for this city and look forward to your questions. Oh, well, thank you. Well, let's get started. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? How long have you lived in District 10 and uh, have you lived anywhere else besides that? Yes. Yeah, so our family has lived in District 10 for the last 40 years. Uh, we came here in 1983 from Michigan, where we had lived for three years, and we had lived in Canada for 10 years before that. Okay. So I've been in North America for uh, quite a long time, but we consider ourselves the native of Almaden Valley or District 10. And tell me a bit about what you do for work. Um, you were with IBM and Intel. T- tell me about that. Yeah, so I started in IBM and Intel. Uh, I worked for Dow Chemical uh, in in Sarnia, Ontario, in Canada, and then I was transferred to the their headquarters in Midland, Michigan. I've been in the software area, and that's how I was uh, in 1980. I moved over here into IBM and Intel, and my finally I retired from Intel. During my time with Intel and IBM, I worked on the technical side of software development, software architectures, and in Intel, we also worked on the uh, some of the hardware interfaces. My life in IBM, I worked three years in England, on an international assignment from 1992 to 95, again in the development of software and promotion of the software. So I've been at many conferences uh, addressing the people how they can utilize the latest technologies and the products we were introducing and how they could be beneficial in uh, the companies providing better services to their customers. Hmm. Thank you for that. Now, getting to uh, your recent appointment on the city council for District 10, how do you plan to build consensus on a divided council in order to move your policy ideas forward? So my working all my life in IBM and Intel, it has been always a teamwork. As you know, that the corporate world, the only way to get anything is teamwork. And especially in places like Intel, you have the responsibility for major projects But the people who come to make that project successful, they don't come from one department. So you usually have a lot of responsibility with very little authority. 
your only method of being able to get anything done is your power of persuasion and your power of logic because you have to have pretty strong amount of data and we were data-driven decisions. So you have to have logical, analytical data available to support your viewpoint because that's the only thing which is going to win the day. You could not say that I have the power, that I'm the department head, so hence we will do anything like this. So teamwork is ingrained in me, which is the same technique I'll use here for pushing any any technologies, any policies, any decisions I'll be making. They will be utilizing all the training I had for years in those places. What are your goals for the first 100 days in office? For a council member, regardless when they got appointed or whether they got elected, it is to serve your constituents. So I intend to make in the 100 days a staffing decisions, which will provide me a team which will be able to serve our constituents well. I want to have communications established with our constituents so that they can let us know what their needs are and how well they are, we are satisfying. So my goals are to make sure that the constituents feel that they have a council member who is approachable, who is addressing the needs they have, They're, he is listening to them, and he has a team which can deliver on those needs and promises and expectations. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, Josh Bruce here, co-founder of San Jose Spotlight. Did you know that San Jose Spotlight is Silicon Valley's only nonprofit news organization? That's right. Our impact journalism is funded by generous readers like you. And this year, we have plans to expand our reporting to other cities in Santa Clara County. If you find value in our reporting, consider becoming a sustaining member today with a monthly or annual recurring donation by visiting our website, SanJoseSpotlight.com. Thank you. Now, you were appointed to the District 10 seat. Um, the appointment process was rather controversial. The council was split on it, and a lot of residents spoke out about uh, preferring a special election over an appointment. Some have even called the appointment process unfair because the roughly 100,000 residents in District 10 and the other 100,000 roughly in District 8 didn't get a chance to vote for you and uh, Domingo Candelas, the District 8 appointee. Do you think that process is unfair? You have to have a process for the situation which happened, which is the two of our uh, council members got onto the taking higher responsibilities and bigger offices. So this is a situation which can arise. Every city needs to have a documented process how they will fill such vacancies. City of San Jose did not have that. So they came up with the process which the current members who had the power to make the decision chose to have a particular method. I am not here to evaluate now that whether the process was fair or unfair because what value would it give to anybody? So I would be more looking towards this that the city of San Jose documents its process so that it's well known, it's not people are surprised by because these situations can happen again. And you have these things in other places. 
people do it some strange ways breaking a tie like in nevada they break a tie by flipping a coin okay <laughs> which would not be a un- uncommon story for place like nevada you have the senators appointed by one person the governor in california you have in kentucky they just changed the rules where it will be the legislature who will be dominating three people and then the governor will be appointing so the more important thing right now is whether the process are fair or unfair actually have a documented process when we have a future opportunity to do this thing council member you've been in office a couple of weeks now how are you working to build trust and connections with the residents in your district as i said that the my first responsibility is to the constituents that they feel they have a council member who is listening to their needs and is addressing those needs the first job or the first position i have filled is the person who is the community relations person who is dedicated 100% of the time to be connected with the community okay and i in fact she was here during the previous council members uh, tenure i have promoted her to the position of community relations and chief of staff because i consider that position to be that important the second person i have hired is responsible for the community events okay she looks after all our interaction with the community through the events and we have currently the community events already planned uh, on the 24th of uh, february we have a senior walk where we expect 300 to 500 of our constituents who will be walking with the council member and uh, this is an annual event we do uh, has been done before we'll continue to do it i have already gone to the constituents in a meeting which is organized by one of the actual six candidates uh, who was uh, potentially a council member uh, david hindel and he organized a, a quarterly meeting which is called the almaden valley leadership coalition where he brings leaders from neighborhood associations and all those uh, people who are trying to give back to the community i was there on last saturday i met all these people and i believe i started off on the right track they are ready to help me and i'm ready to help them this is how i'm going to move forward i'll be having a constant communication with them through multiple channels in person over zoom in some weekly monthly newsletters so many many ways they will have a chance to input to us i will have a chance to respond to them and listen to them last question council member what are the biggest challenges in district 10 and maybe there's some overlap there with the city as a whole and in regards to those challenges how will you deliver solutions yeah so if uh people have heard me and my responses to the appointment process similar question not exactly that district 10 like any other district needs city services city services in terms of fire in terms of policing public safety water electricity 
now some of these city uh, some of the services are provided by the city some of them are provided by the other utility providers and all that but there are expectations by the city residents that they will be timely like the fire services you have to have a fire engine available within 4 minutes to the site so i will be making sure that the city services are performed at the expected or published service levels and we measure those how often did we meet if we did not meet at the right amount of levels what can we do with those departments so that they will be able to provide the services if they need more people they need more budget i'll be supporting those in that area beyond that what you would consider the services which lie within the boundaries of d10 i believe that the city residents or the d10 residents get happier when equal services are available outside of the geography of d10 because the d10 residents go to work through d9 d8 because they have to go to sunnyvale from san jose they are not traveling exclusively on the roads which are within d10 so my vision will not be just limiting myself to see that the good services are available within d10 i would expect to work with my other council members even with regional partners in the county and others to make sure wherever the d10 people derive any services or use any services those services are available at an equal level to what i will be providing them within d10 so that they can what i call live work and raise a family in a comfortable convenient way living in d10 working wherever they choose to work mm, thank you council member thank you for breaking that down for me uh, council member arjun batra thank you so much for coming on the show that's it for this episode of the podlight a podcast produced by san jose spotlight i'm editor nick preciado thanks for listening and we'll see you next time